Tyler. Hey. Can we talk about Yellow Jackets? I love that show. We can. I need to throw a subtle reminder in here that at some point you need to remind me to talk about my recent movie theater experience because I'm all fired up about it. Spider-Man? Yep. Well, do you want to talk about Spider-Man first? Well, I, I actually don't want to talk about the film itself. I want to talk about the theater. Oh, continue. You remember once upon a time, you go to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Let's say you you had a seven o'clock show time. Yeah. So you typically expected, okay, I don't actually expect the movie itself to start at seven. Oh, God, no. But if like it's a, 30 minutes of ads. But if it's a seven o'clock show time, then you expect it at, at seven o'clock, the lights to dim, and then you get the trailers and you get the little stuff in front of it. Fair, yeah. Okay. So we went and saw Spider-Man last night. Yeah. It was a 10.30 showtime. Mm-hmm. We got there early, got our snacks. We were seated at like 10.15. So 15 minutes before the, the movie was supposed to start. Sure. Mm-hmm. In the past, leading up to the lights dimming, you would maybe get like some not live action commercials, but you'd get like little poster adverts. Yeah. And like- some flash on the screen, but it was just a still image of some kind of like local real estate agent or blah 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 and then you'd get like yeah. little you know behind the scenes movie interviews or yeah. you know that kind of stuff and tell you it tell the showtime came then the lights would dim maybe you'd get a commercial or two and then you'd get the cineplex little fun intro with the popcorn people then you get your trailers going mm-hmm. so we were there a quarter after 10 and mm-hmm. it was commercial like literally like tv commercial one after another after another, after another. 15 mm-hmm. minutes straight of, yep. of fucking straight up adverts. <laughs> yep. And I was super annoyed, but I was like, okay, hey, whatever. All right, it's 10.30, the lights will dim. We'll move on with this. No, they kept going. Mm-hmm. It was literally from 10.15 to 10.45. It was 30 minutes of continuous commercials. Yep. And then at 10.45, they finally dimmed the lights. And I was like, thank fuck. They dimmed the lights. They show another two commercials. Mm-hmm. Then they show a movie trailer. Then they show another movie trailer. Then they go back and they show a couple more commercials. Mm-hmm. And then they show a movie trailer. And then they finally start rolling the film at almost 11 o'clock. Yep. We could have discussed the amount of ads for a movie experience. I was fucking furious. If you want to put ads, that's fucking fine. But if you have a 1030 showtime at 1030, those lights should be dimmed. And you should be going into the fucking pre-movie trailers, mm-hmm. and then into the movie, because mm-hmm. it's it's if like had I known it was going to be fifteen minutes of fucking bullshit commercials after the showtime was supposed to start, then I wouldn't have shown up until ten thirty-five or ten forty. Yeah, but like I was, I sat there for a half an hour, half an hour straight of commercials. Yep. Fifteen of those minutes, we should have been into movie trailers, and mm-hmm. I was fucking mad. Yeah. so fucking mad yeah it's disgusting how many ads we get up here for theaters like considering the states have zero <laughs> it never used to be this way like this is no. a recent thing like even before the pandemic i remember being a little miffed yeah. that they would show like a mazda and a coca-cola commercial right before they started in with the trailers yeah but it was like fuck this is annoying but whatever it's two commercials and we're yeah. into the trailers yeah. This was third and this was only since like I got there. So like I don't they could have been running even long before that, but it was at least 30 minutes straight of fucking paid advertising. 
car mm-hmm. commercials, shopping store commercials. Kelly's Rogers. Yeah, grocery <laughs> stores. There was a fucking YouTube ad in there. Yep. Like absolutely everything under the sun. And it just infuriated me yeah. so much. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. It just it pissed me off. It pissed me off so, 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 so much. I guess that's the perks of being like the only major theater chain in Canada is you get to just do that. I know, but like, where's the line? Like if you tell, if you say, Hey, 1030 showtime, it shouldn't be like, Hey, at 1030, that's when we're going to start our, our required 15 minutes of fucking commercials. Yeah. Like your showtime should reflect when the lights go down and you're actually getting into the show part of the fucking experience. It should. Yeah. And that's what infuriates me. And like, I was one of those people that's like, I support and I like the fact that they're doing day and date stuff and streaming is becoming more and more mainstream and things are going that way. But I was like, I'll still always support the movie theater experience. Yeah. But having to sit through 30 minutes straight of commercials, I was like, you know what? I don't know if I do anymore. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get the pandemic's been rough. I get, I get that you guys are trying to, you know, recoup some of your massive losses, but you jacked up the ticket prices you jacked mm-hmm. up all the concession stuff over the last oh, yeah. fucking month mm-hmm. and now you're forcing 30 minutes of adverts on me before I can watch a trailer yeah. and then when I think I finally escaped it you shove two more commercials in there <laughs> like when you because you know like maybe some people walk out and they're talking and they're like oh trailers yeah. are starting I can okay I'm yeah. clear of all the bullshit and then they yeah. sneak two more in there where they're like yeah, yeah we know people are seeing these and they yeah. probably sell that commercial spot as like the most sought after viable time because everyone's in their seat waiting mm-hmm. for the movie when the trailers start rolling. Like it's just yeah. fucking, it's greasy and it's infuriating. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I'm starting to feel fuck the movie theaters. Like yeah. Maybe I won't give you my fucking support. And if that means I have to wait four or five months before I can see a movie, maybe that's what I'm going to do. Cause man, was I fucking, I was so mad. I was just not in the mood for it. Yeah. It's getting a little ridiculous. So. Yeah. Just obscene, man. Just mm-hmm. fucking obscene. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy how that like it used to be like tolerable, like you said, where it was like, okay, here's like two ads, and then like your two or three movie trailers, and then you're good. But like now, it's like, all right, here's a trailer, then here's two more ads, then a trailer, then another ad, and it's like, oh. yeah, it's fucking. I don't know, man. It's just it's so stupid. It's so so stupid. And I was so, so mad. Like, I don't want... It didn't ruin my movie experience. But, like, it drastically fucking hurt it. Just wait till they, like, take a pause halfway through the movie. They're just like, hey, ready for a Mazda? And the other fucking super interesting thing is, like, I don't... When was the last time you went to a theater? Like, the theater here? Uh, A couple of weeks ago, maybe, I think. Okay, so when you booked your seats, I imagine, like, you booked your seats and then there was, like, that purposeful seat gap in between you and the next group of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Oh, really? Yep. Hmm. Which so is, there's, I so don't they know. don't have the spacing. Nope. Like regardless. Oh, nope. There's no spacing anywhere. They oh, pack weird. that theater. Every person in every seat, everywhere. Huh. No social distancing. Huh. Which I thought was also kind of interesting. Like I mean, like whatever. Like I wear my yeah. mask when I need to wear my mask, and yeah. like. I went and got my shots, like, whatever. But at the same time, like, I'm pretty sure, like, they had to implement that, you know, because of government and federal regulations and rules. And I think they're at the point where they're like, hey, Spider-Man's a big, big movie. Lots of people are going to want to see it. This is where we're going to make our money. 
okay, we're we're pulling fucking seat restrictions. Every fucking seat is open. Everyone can come, and they did. Like that theater was packed. What's Every that? fucking seat. Is that because they're doing the Vax Pass program? Like, doesn't that basically like take away those limits? Maybe. So, like, if they didn't do that, nope. would they have to do the space yep. or something? Yep. Even if you go to a restaurant right now that are compliant in that vac- vaccine passport kind of thing, yeah. they still have limited seats and it's limited people per table and there has to be uh, protection still in place. Weird. Because you, you when you walk in there, like the first, you can't get past, yeah. like really past the front door until they scan your passport. Yeah. Which it was is like fine. that when I went. But I mean, like, I don't understand, like, if you're like, oh, social distancing, wear a mask, be safe. But then you shove all these people into the same fucking room and there's no spacing between anyone. You're elbow to elbow with everyone and then you all have your mask off because you're drinking pop and eating fucking popcorn. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, a couple hundred people condensed into one very, very small room with poor fucking ventilation. (laughs) Like, I don't understand how, why even bother? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Neither here nor there. I think it's strictly because this is a because the last movie I went and saw in the theater, it was still scan your vaccine passport to come in. It was still wear a mask until you were seated. Mm-hmm. But they had seat spacing. Yeah. Like your group, there had to be a chair between you, your group, and the next group over. Yeah. And it's gone now. Hmm. It's, we're going to fill every fucking seat that we can. Weird. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That was my frustrating fucking movie experience. God, I was so mad. <laughs> like, I literally, and like, I'm pretty quiet and I don't really like have any kind of social outbursts. Right. But at one point I was like, I think it was like 1040. So like the movie should have started 10 minutes ago. And then the commercial ended and I was thinking, okay, I'm this, free. Is, this has got to be it. And then yeah. another commercial came up and like just out loud without even, without even <laughs> being really aware of it. I was like, for fuck's sakes, come on, start the fucking movie already. <laughs> yeah and my fiance looked at me and was like hey shut up <laughs> don't make a scene yeah i was like well this is fucking stupid <laughs> yep yep anyway i just wanted to rant about it because i was that's fair i was so mad that's fair that's fair anyway yeah all right yellow jackets this is my new favorite show yeah i'm really into it that first episode did an insanely good job of hooking you. Mm-hmm. Like how they lead it up and then how they end it. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, a lot of crazy shit going on. Yeah. I just stumbled upon... Okay, so like full disclosure, like I was like, okay, I'm going to give this heels a shot. So I watched two episodes and like maybe it was just the mood, but I was like, hey. I'm not feeling this, but I'm already like caught up on Yellowstone. Like there's nothing else like at the top of my list right now like fuck, what should i watch so i went on tracked and yeah. i was like all right let's see what everyone else is watching right now i was like yellow jackets what the fuck is that so i pulled up a trailer and i was like yeah okay so i fucking got her went and started watching it and then i was like yep i'm all in and i like pretty much binged like the whole season in a go i had the same thing like i binged everything that was out in like two days i think because i had a similar thing where like I saw an article and it was someone, someone was like, why isn't everyone talking about Yellow Jackets? And I was like, what the fuck is Yellow Jackets? And I didn't even watch a trailer. I just like went on to Rotten Tomatoes and I was like, what's like the consensus on this? And it was like super high. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to download this and go into it. And then after that first episode, I was like, yep, I'm all in. <laughs> this is yeah, amazing. It's, it's, it's pretty goddamn fantastic. Yeah. 
Definitely and, the surprise hit of the year for me. Yeah, and dark as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I just really hope that it's doing well enough that it's going to continue. <laughs> because at this rate, you know they're going to leave this season off on some kind of cliffhanger. You're still not going to know exactly all the crazy shit that went on while they were stranded in the fucking woods there. You'll have to tune in for season two. And if it doesn't get enough steam and they're like, well, we tried a season and it wasn't any good, I'll be so fucking mad. I can't hear anything you're saying. Oh my god, I was muted. Okay. Um, so you'll be happy with this article. They confirmed a season two. Yeah, that still doesn't strike hope or anything because I don't know how many times I've seen season two confirmed and then right at the last minute, season two unconfirmed. Yeah, and I mean it is showtime, so they could totally raid on of it. Well, this is the exact same scenario <laughs> as Netflix Glow. They confirmed they were doing a fourth season. That's right. And then yeah. when they were about to form film the fourth season, they went, eh, we changed our mind. Sorry, yeah. guys. And they're like, what the fuck? That is true. You renewed for a fourth. We wrote for yeah. a fourth. We ended season three knowing there was a fourth. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was actually surprised that they announced that they were doing a season two because like my whole mindset like watching this was that it was just going to be like a limited series, like a one season kind of thing and then like one and done it. But yeah, that's the, I mean, I could see that just because like this... there's, there's so much story going on and there's only what five episodes out. Yeah. And then I think there's another, I think it's 10 in total. Is it for some reason I thought eight. Mm. I definitely think this this could do really well as like a limited series, but I don't yeah. think eight episodes would be enough for it to be a limited series. Right. There's too much to unpack there. But then the downside is is like you don't often hear of a, a limited series that does two seasons to cover everything and then stop. Like usually True. they go, okay, we're gonna do ten to fourteen and do it as a limited series and end it, or they go okay, we're going to go for as many seasons as we can get out of this show. Yeah, true. So if they're taking the season route, then obviously they're going to try and start building out long-term plans. But Yeah. It's 10 episodes of the season. So. Mm. But yeah, no, it's really good. I, uh, I like how they do the different time frames too. Like how they kind of swap back and forth between like past and present. I think they yeah. do a pretty good job with that. They do, but I'm not going to lie. I had to look up a fucking cheat sheet on Google to remember who was who in the young and the old versions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, wait, which one is this again? I want to shout out the show's intro, too. It's got a banger fucking intro. Like that yeah, old VHS style. Yeah, which they, did, they didn't start using an intro till like the third episode. I though, know. Which I it thought was, was weird. I know. I, I thought that was really weird too because it was like the third episode they were like, hey, here's an intro now and I was like, all right. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. <clears throat> weird yeah. time to start that up, but sure. Yeah. yeah, that show kind of came out of nowhere and is like a very pleasant surprise. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really into it so far. Like, it, like my Sundays are now like Hey, I get new Dexter and Yellow Jackets. This is awesome. And Yellowstone. Yeah, I have all Yellowstone. I haven't started it yet. You really should. Is it is it as good as everyone yes. keeps saying? Okay. Yes. Okay. So everyone, everyone yeah. I know who watched it rants and raves yeah. about how great Yellowstone is. Same. And I was abrasive, and I pushed off. I pushed it off for years at this point. Yeah. 
And then finally I was like, okay, I got this long bus ride ahead of me, like, you know, seven hours on a bus that allows me a good chunk of time to like burn through a season or two or something. So I was like, mm-hmm. fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'll try Yellowstone. Yeah. And yeah, I got into it. The very first episode, you're like, oh shit. Like the very first episode does a good job of hooking you. Yeah. And then it kind of like goes really high at the start and then it kind of comes down and then it starts like gradually building up. So it's got really good pacing. Yeah. Like it, it's got really good pacing. Like I think there's like one part in season two or three where there was like two episodes where things kind of like slowed down and I was like, okay, I'm starting to wane here. But then it picked right back up and got like you're full of anticipation and suspense and and like this hitch, man, all four seasons. Yeah. And in two weeks. Yeah. I'll probably end up doing the same because like after Monday I go on vacation for like two weeks. Like, and people hate when I make this comparison, but it is honestly the most accurate comparison I can make. If you were to take the Sons of Anarchy and you fucking take their leather jackets off and swap them for fucking Wrangler jean jackets and then remove the motorcycles and put horses under them, that's what you're looking at with Yellowstone. Oh, I am now way more excited to watch this with that, with you saying that. Yeah, these guys aren't ranchers, man. They're thugs. It's a fucking criminal organization full of like, like intimidation and fucking murder and mm-hmm. it's, yeah. yeah that, that's, that's the best way I can describe it. Okay. If you just swap the background and like, you know, right. motorcycles yep. and leather jackets for fucking cowboy ones and horses. Like it, it, it's Sons of Anarchy in fucking Montana is what it is. That makes me way more excited to check it out with you saying that. Cause like same thing, like everyone that I've talked to that has seen it, they're like, yeah, it's amazing. And like, I should have watched this a long time ago. Cause it's like, I love Kevin Costner. I love the Western setting. So this seems like a perfect show, but I just never got around to it. And then now yeah. you saying that, like, I think it was last week I downloaded all of it like on the PBR and I was like, all right, let's put this in the pipeline. So yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Like I caved just because I was like, I don't know what else to watch. Everyone speaks so highly of it. Okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. Cause I, I personally don't really care for country music. Like, I'm like, sure. I'm not, a, I'm not a cowboy or anything by that, sure. by that stretch. So I didn't think it would be anything up my alley, but like I'm into it. I think there's yeah. two episodes left in the season and they also release on Sundays. Yeah. And like, it's one of those things I look forward to. Sun, like now the succession's done. Like I look at Sunday and I go, okay, sweet. I get Dexter and I get Yellowstone and I get Yellow Jackets. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's that fucking good. It is mm. that fuck. I don't, I don't think I'll watch the prequel with Tom Hanks. I don't, I don't really need, I don't really like the old, old timey stuff. Oh, uh, and see, I really like the old timey Western. So I'll probably check that out too. Yeah. Well, you can let me know how that one goes, but. But it's, yeah, it's fantastic. And they do some really, like, I, I won't spoiler anything for you. But sure. They do some really, really great character development where they don't just give it to you all at once. Oh, okay. So they so kind like, of, like, proper do it? Yeah. So, like, the whole thing is, like, it's the Dutton family, right? Mm-hmm. Ke- Kevin Costner is the dad. Yeah. And they have three sons and a daughter. So there's four Duttons. Mm-hmm. And one of the brothers and the sister she's like super toxic towards him. She's kind of like a female version of like Ari gold. Like she's okay. just like a, a badass bitch who like does what she wants, says what she wants and like gets what she wants. Kind and of thing, right? kind of an asshole to everyone. Yeah. But she is very, very relentlessly an asshole to one of the brothers. Okay. And you're kind of like, 
why man yeah like why is she like i understand she's a dick but like she's a mega dick to him and she's like a daddy's girl and super sweet to dad and she's pretty good with the other brother but then there's just one brother and she's just fucking like terrible like when you watch the show like some of the like the things like at some point she just straight up tells him like you should just kill yourself and she's oh, wow. sincere about it oh wow and you're trying you're going what the fuck like why yeah. and it, it's not until i think the third season where you finally find out like why oh. she's so toxic and resentful so you're just left to sit here and wonder like is why she, yeah. they just not get along as siblings like when am i ever going to figure out why the fuck she's so mean and then eventually you do but it was just very a unique way where they build up that fucking tension but they don't just give it to you they make you wait and work for it before you finally find out why she's such a bitch hmm. i'm now kind of really excited to start this yeah surprisingly really really good i honestly i i'm glad i waited until i did because i was able to burn so much of it in one right. go right but I, I realistically i probably should have started watching it a long time ago yeah this seems like one of those shows that like I think we've had this before where it's like it's been around forever, but like we just, just like, eh, we'll watch that eventually. And then we do. And it's like, holy shit. Yeah, it's it's really good. I've, I got nothing but great things to say about it. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about Succession, the finale. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> it's not many season finales where I'm like, I mean, I've seen some cliffhangers in my day. Yeah. But my God. That, that cliffhanger at the end, man, that was like, that was like my jaw was dropped. I was like, mm -hmm. what the fuck? What? Yeah. What? Yeah. So full spoilers for the succession finale, because uh, we're going to talk about it. But yeah, that was fucking Tom coming in with a fucking greasy backdoor win. Is fucking everyone over. Okay. But I need to clarify. They don't explicitly outright say it. It's kind of hinted, but do you legitimately think that Tom was the one who fucking gave him the heads up? He was the only other one that knew. They only made one, like, the siblings, when they were doing all that, only made one call, and it was to Tom. She called Tom. Yeah. But we don't know if someone, if he was tipped off, is what I'm saying. Mm. I think like, it's heavily implied that it was him. Well, and I, Because I don't know who else it who else it would be so i i don't know if i feel like tom tipped him off i mean it's definitely heavily implied but they are also very masterful at the way they write this show that is and it true. would not be outside of the range of possibilities for them to write this so when you get to the end everyone goes tom that son of a fucking bitch he sold them all fucking out and like yes there have been shit shit that's happened in that season like that weird like talk dirty to me scene where she was like i never oh, yeah. loved you and like really yeah. hurt his feelings yeah like him and shiv have been on the rocks for a while oh yeah yeah but at the same time he's always been very loyal and dedicated to fucking shiv but they also kind of like build up that he's like slowly starting to realize that like hey maybe it's not the best like yeah you, you also kind of see him like slowly start to like have some real concerns that she just shrugs off and he's like oh Okay, so we're just going to ignore all this? Cool. <laughs> yeah, but Logan also is an incredibly fucking smart businessman. Yes, he's super they, tactile. Throughout the entire series, everyone makes comments about how he's always one step ahead of everyone, that he's playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers. That is true. And he's yeah. got his full law team in there. Mm -hmm. So I find it a little hard to believe that if he decides he is going to sell with his entire legal team there... And no one would bring up the fact that, hey, in order to sell the company, 
these are the steps that we have to go through. Oh, yeah, and true. not a single fucking person in that room was like, oh, we need all the votes to make this go through. And then he would be like, oh, you're right. I'll renegotiate the divorce settlement. I will get those fucking votes back. And I have all the control. No one can overwrite me. Uh, and that is true. And also that would also play into like when the kids like they're like begging like they're like begging them to stop and then like one of them looks at jerry and is like are you fucking like on board with this and she's basically like i gotta look out for the company so yeah. like it would make sense that like you could also just like pitch it as like jerry was like yo actually we need to deal with this like second trust so mm -hmm. okay i could see that yeah so i think they did an excellent job most of the people I've talked to who've seen it, they all, they're in the same camp as you. They think Tom fucking made a phone call to him and right. fucking dimed him out. Right. And that is absolutely, I do believe that is a possibility. Right. But, but there are the other same, ones, yeah. But at the same time, if you look at the characters themselves, mm -hmm. Logan's not a fucking idiot. He's got the full fucking legal team there. And I don't care like how blind by money one could be when your entire legal counsel is sitting there you can't tell me that not one of oh, them yeah. was like hey in order to do this these are the things we need to accomplish totally. in order to sell the company totally. and that they all overlooked it and it just yeah. so happened to be tom who was like hey they're gonna stop you yeah and like they could play it where it's like tom came like it, like the writers of that show were extremely talented so like they could easily write it as like tom came and like gave them the heads up and they already knew about it and that just kind of secures tom's like place at the company like the new company i guess right but, yeah or there so. still is that distinct possibility that they went in there to take over and then tom showed up thinking like okay i'm here now they should have made this through i'm gonna fucking yeah because the thing is is like Logan and Tom have never been close, and throughout the series, they've done things where they show, like, Tom has tried to be loyal, and it hasn't really scored him any points, and, Except like, they've, they've cast doubt on Tom, not on Tom's character, but they've had Tom's character cast doubt as to Logan, right? Because, like, he was thumbing with the idea and almost switched teams when uh, Kendall was going to take over. That's true. But right? they also, so if he's so wishy-washy, I don't, I don't but know. they also played on that like when tom was gonna go to prison and then logan like kind of basically like after that all like ended he was like all right like you're good i'm like he kind of gave him that like you're good in my books like you're a team player so yeah but and i guess maybe we don't know as much as we think we know about uh, the inner workings of tom's head but i mean that could also be played off in both ways where he's like oh i was gonna go to prison for this fuck and he, mm -hmm. you know, said, I'm good. But after when I wasn't going to go to prison, there was no like, hey, thank you for, you know, being about to take the fucking bullet. Let me reward you or anything like that. It was just a, yeah, yeah you're good. Yeah. So that could send someone into a mental spiral where he's like, I was going to jail for these guys. And he, other than, yeah, you're good in my books, Tom. He didn't seem like he cared too much. He wasn't going to do anything for me, yeah. which would put him on team take over the company and. Yeah. Shiv's talking about having a baby, which is what he wants. Yeah. That's so true. you can you can bet your sweet fucking ass that if they're married, they're talking about children, and we know he wants to have children. We know that like even though Shiv is kind of hurtful and stuff, he still loves her. Mm -hmm. So is he willing to risk all of that? Because there's no way Shiv and all of them don't find out that if Logan was tipped off, that it came from him. Yeah, true. And then not only does he ruin everything that he has with fucking Shiv 
for the potential for Logan to maybe give him something good, which Logan hasn't really done anything for him in the past. And now he loses his wife and then he's got the three fucking sons of the company that are, I don't know, man. Like it was such, it's so well-crafted because yeah. literally until the new season starts, you don't mm-hmm. know, but it yeah. really could go in any direction. Yeah. The writers of that show are, are phenomenal at how they do it. I fucking love uh, when Tom was talking with Greg, like before all that, like that whole conversation where he's like, how would you like a firm place at the bottom of the top? <laughs> yeah just like uh, so many interactions like that and oh fuck can we talk about the episode beforehand or uh fucking dude sent a dick pic to his dad (laughs) that whole fucking like they did that so well because i was like sitting on my couch like and like i was just sitting here like oh my god they're gonna do this and like they they film it as like when you see him first like send the message if you pay attention you can actually see that he's sending it to his dad and i looked at that and i was like oh my god are they gonna do this and then like the way he acted like like the way he acted in that scene was uh, like crazy good like how you like the moment he realized like his whole like mannerisms was like so well done where he was like oh my god what did i just do (laughs) yeah that was very well executed yeah it's that whole like fucking yeah, that that show is phenomenal. You know, the other thing that I never really gave a whole lot of thought to until now is uh, is this also like the whole end result partially the kid's fault? Yeah, probably. Like, I mean, like the whole time they land in fucking Italy or Paris or France or wherever the fuck country they're in, I don't remember. Uh, with the exception of Kendall, Shiv and fucking Rome keep going hey prenup hey we don't trust this guy and that's when she kind of finally reveals like she doesn't exactly have a whole lot of money so she doesn't have a whole lot to lose Mm -hmm. and then maybe that starts the train of thought in her head where she's like yeah i do need to fucking get my sell my shares back to him to get some more money because i don't have anything yeah i mean that could very well be it like if they never would have said prenup we don't trust him you can't lose everything like would she have been so willing to sell all that stuff back to logan yeah true yeah i don't know anyway. she was great she yeah was great. it was, it was so pretty good. fantastic yeah that shows awesome dexter still seems good what are your thoughts on that so far yeah there's only like what one or two episodes left mm, let's see I mean that would seem like it because they they they've kind of revealed the end game stuff, right? Oh, they're doing ten. Yeah, we so we four four episodes left. Yeah. Yeah, I totally think it's going to be Dexter teaches Harris how to be a serial killer. That seems like where it's going. And then somehow Dexter ends up sacrificing his life so that Harrison can live or get away from everything and carry on his life and blah 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 that definitely seems like the route it's taking yeah that or i could see them also switching it up because like harrison has had has that relationship with uh what that other serial killer guy the uh dad of the kid that died oh yeah yeah and they're kind of forming a connection i could see like i could see it going the way of like he gets taken under his wing and then that's when Dexter gets involved and ends up killing the other guy. I could see that too. 
Yeah, that's definitely in the realm of possibilities. I feel like at the end of the day, it's going to end up being a fucking <clears throat> showdown between Dexter and the other dude. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, but I, I particularly really like that scene where he follows the podcasting chick there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, if he's here, let's just go in and opens the door. And he's like, yeah. oh, camera's there, door that only locks from the inside. Yeah. This is super fucking suspect. And then he leaves and he's like, oh, that guy is absolutely serial killer because he's mm-hmm. like, I am also one and I know that environment when I see it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That whole like, I, I, I like how they're like progressively like they start off and like when he kills that kid, he's like kind of rusty and forgetting stuff. And then like as the show goes on, he's like slowly like, oh, yeah, not all my all my uh, my stuff is coming back to me now. <laughs> yep. It's been a few years, but I I know what I'm doing. Yeah, so it's, it's been very very good. Yeah. Have, you, yeah. have you have you been watching any of the fucking Hawkeye stuff yet? Yeah. Yeah, I'm all caught up. It, uh, they go so slow at the beginning of these things. I mean, and I get that they need a little bit of fucking character development. I I get that. Yeah. But like, it was like three episodes before it was like, okay, cool. I'm I'm fucking in. Shit's happening, shit's moving. We get the cool fight and action scenes and stuff like that. It is really nice to fucking see them tying the worlds together again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like super fucking pumped to see Black Widow's fucking sister. Yep. In the series. Yep. And then when they show fucking what's his name is Kingpin. Then I feel. Yeah. And like using the same guy. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Cause like I I wondered after Netflix lost all their Marvel shows. And, like, they went back to Disney, like, Daredevil and fucking Punisher mm-hmm. and all those other dudes. I was like, I wonder, like, because you know how I always complain about continuity, right? Like, I hate when it's just, like, they have seven different actors playing the same fucking character all the time. Yep. And they don't do it properly. The fact that's, at least from the Daredevil Netflix world, those people get to continue to play those characters. Yeah. And, like, when one of these articles said that... Uh, like Kevin Feige was saying, like Charlie Cox is coming back as Daredevil. Okay, can I give you a little spoiler? I, well, I know when he comes back as Daredevil. Do you? I'm pretty sure it's Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. It's in that's like, the only way it it's happens. in like the first ten minutes, and yeah. he's only in there for like a scene. But yeah. it's like Peter's meeting with a lawyer, and it's fucking Matt Murdock, yeah. and you're like, holy shit! Yeah, that it's like the only place that makes sense for him to come back. Especially because, like, in the comics, Daredevil and Spider-Man are really close, so it makes sense to set that up as that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no. So. Yeah. So, pretty but, fucking sweet. Yeah. I would be curious how they, like, if they brought uh, Bernthal's Punisher back, how they do that. Mm-hmm. Because I thought he was great as the Punisher. Yeah. I think he was probably the best one they've had. Mm-hmm. But so. I don't know if they're rushing. Excuse me. To do anything Punisher related, especially after Marvel announced they were retiring the Punisher logo. <clears throat> oh, right. Over all the fucking white supremacists wearing the Punisher logo. Oh, that's like, right. Oh, yeah. Maybe we're not going to use this logo anymore. I get it, but. God damn it. Find your own white supremacy symbol. I'll take the comic book ones. I agree. Ooh. Yes, yes. So, The Last of Us. So, a guy had to drop out, the guy that plays Bill. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember Bill from the first game? No. The crazy guy in the town, that first town you get to, that has okay. all the landmines. 
Vaguely sounds familiar. Yeah. So that guy, they had cast him, and apparently there was a scheduling conflict, and then they announced that Nick Offerman is now playing that character. I, I did see that, and I was super, super pumped about it. I think that is a perfect fit, because as soon as I saw the headline, like, Last of Us cast Nick Offerman, I was like, oh, that he should play Bill. And then I read this, and it's like, oh, he indeed is playing Bill. It's like, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. I love yeah. Nick Offerman. Like, I've loved him in Parks and Recs, but, like, after watching Devs and seeing him do, like, a, a serious fucking role, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, this guy deserves everything. Yeah, the more, like, he kind of gets out of the comedy stuff, like, the more you kind of go, like, oh, he's actually, like, got some range and is, like, a pretty good actor. Like, he's not just a, a comedic guy. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. Yeah, I am couldn't be fucking happier with that. Yeah. What else have we got? The fucking... Are... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it's hilarious that they've already canceled one of the Game of Thrones fucking spinoffs. <laughs> yeah, that they spent $30 million on. <laughs> yep. Honestly, I ge- though... I guess seven is just too fucking many. Yeah. Well, technically, only one is greenlit right now. And that's the one that has a trailer. That was the Dragon's one. Yeah, but they announced all these other ones, so you know that they're working on, like, fucking pilot testing mm-hmm. projects for all of them. Honestly, though, like, this kind of makes me happy that, like, they're willing to cancel something because it doesn't work, because that doesn't... That at least tells me that they're not just going to dump a bunch at us, that they're going to actually, like, hopefully find ones that are good, but I mean, I'm still sour about Game of Thrones, so... Well, they're going to have would, to sell me with this new show. What I would love nothing more is for them to take all the money that they're putting into Game of Thrones prequels and Game of Thrones sequels and Game of Thrones spinoffs, take all of that money, all of it, every last red cent, and dump it into fucking Westworld because I'm getting tired of waiting. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed Game of Thrones until, like, the last two fucking seasons, but, like, Sunday nights... When everyone was like, oh, it's Sunday, new Game of Thrones, I'm excited. I was like, yeah, that's cool and all. But what's really exciting about Sundays is new Silicon Valley and new fucking Westworld. Those were the fucking shows. True, true. I don't think I'll be ever getting any more Silicon Valley, but they haven't closed the fucking book on Westworld yet, and I'm getting super impatient. Because we're looking at, this is going to be another two-year fucking hiatus in between seasons, and it's driving me nuts. Yeah. I can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah, the turnaround time on shows is kind of, yeah, can be a little ridiculous. It's obscene, it's absurd, and it's annoying. Yeah. Did you watch the new Batman trailer? Mm, There's a new Batman trailer? I did not. Yeah, from a couple days ago where you actually get the Jokers in it? Uh, I don't think I did. I will have to watch that later. Does it's it show more, some it, quite a bit of new stuff? Or no, most of it's recycled from the original fucking trailer. With some, there's a couple new scenes here and there. But then the trailer ends off with like the Joker talking and he's saying something cryptic to Batman, and then he starts laughing. And you don't actually get to see the Joker's face, but you get to see his like arms, and he's like in chains. He's obviously locked up at Arkham. I'm assuming. Right, and that actually. Just kind of goes to show, like, hey, look, on top of the Penguin and the Riddler, guess who's back? The Joker. Well, that actually makes sense, and I 
I hate that I didn't save this article, but there was an article and it's basically like WB right now is testing two endings to that movie and they haven't decided yet. And one is basically setting up the Joker and the other one isn't. And they haven't figured out what one they're going to do. Well, HBO send them to me. I'll let you know which is the better ending. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just send us advanced copies of all your shit. Yeah. I'll tell you which fucking moves to make. Yeah. I could have saved you a lot of heartache if you would have just sent me fucking Joss Whedon's cut of uh, Justice League. <laughs> and Zack Snyder's. <laughs> yeah. I could have told you right off the hop which one was going to be better. Uh, yeah. Because there was a clear answer for that one. <laughs> Speaking of that, it looks like they're going to do, uh, they're going to give Colin Farrell his own Penguin show, apparently. Mm, yes, which, I, I do. I was reading that the other day, actually. But sure. I mean, like, we haven't seen him in the movie yet, so, but. Oh, he's in the trailers. Well, you, like, but I mean, like, we haven't seen the movie yet, so, like. No. But, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm kind of holding my breath for these shows until they come out, like. Because they have a few in the pipeline for HBO Max, and it's like, I kind of want to see what they're. Like, kind of what the tone they're going to do and all of that. Well, it's to me, it's become pretty fucking clear that with their HBO Max and these like side stories and carrying on some of the character continuity, that they are very much trying to actually just copy the Marvel roadmap. I think so, yeah. Which, I mean, good. Yeah. It's about time. I think your DC fucking universe would have been infinitely better if you would have actually just did what Marvel did and not reboot a movie every like two years with completely new story and everything unrelated and then i'm not gonna lie part of me is a little miffed that their flash multiverse movie where they bring all the batmans in and stuff is literally just a fucking straight ripoff of spider-man's multiverse true but i mean like both have happened in the comics so i get it so yeah both have happened in the comics but like marvel approached it in a very beautiful fucking way it was very elegant and very very well thought of and considering DC's movie and television history of just fucking selling properties to whoever wants to make them to try and turn a fucking buck with no thought into what's going to happen in the future. I can only imagine that their multiverse is going to be a massive, massive chaotic pile of shit. I mean, I'm still excited. I still want to see the flash movie, but having seen Spider-Man's multiverse movie, I, I'm struggling to see how DC is going to do it any better. I feel like they're going to take a swing at it and it's going to fucking fail hard. Yeah. I, th- I think it'll be a good movie still. Like, I want to clarify. I still think it'll be fun and entertaining and it'll be a good watch. But I think when you step back and look at the Flash multiverse versus Spider-Man's multiverse, you'll be like, okay, one was done very well with lots of forethought. And these guys are like, fuck, we got so much shit. We need to tie it in. Let's figure a way to tie it in. Well, we'll make a multiverse movie and I think they're just making shit up as they go whereas with like Spider-Man they were thinking of a Spider-Man multiverse movie like probably five fucking years ago and planning this out and yeah. executing their movies ahead of time to lead up to a multiverse movie whereas DC panics and just threw one down and was like okay we'll put the multiverse here and then we'll draw our strings on to the multiverse Whereas, like, Marvel was like, we want a multiverse, but let's build these paths up so they all lead to the multiverse. Well, yeah, and I think that's just the difference of the DC and Marvel is, like, Marvel has Kevin Feige 
And from day one, he has literally had a corkboard with fucking post-it notes of like, this is the roadmap for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that's what you get when you have one guy that's got a vision for like the next 10 to 15 years that literally is a fan of the comics, knows all the events and is going, okay, we're going to take these seven movies and lead up into Civil War. And then we're going to take Civil War and these other two, and these are going to lead into this. And he's literally got it on a wall since day one. And DC didn't ever have that. So, no. I mean, that's... Marvel's got an expansive universe. Oh, guys, we should do that. Look at how much money they're making. Yeah. It's but always they, like three steps behind, and the fucking motives for it are always wrong. It's like, oh, Marvel did it, and fuck, look, these guys are making hundreds of millions every time they release a Marvel movie. Let's do that. Let's shove all our characters into a movie, guys. It can't be that difficult. It's like, yeah. you, know, you actually need to plan this out. You can't just yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah, if they would have had... If they would have had someone planning like Kevin Feige from the beginning, I think it it would have been a different story, but they never did. They just kind of made shit and fucking went, all right, now let's tie it together. Yeah, it, they never had a grand vision. They no. had a immediate dollar sign. And that's kind of like the unfortunate part because DC has some amazing villains and some amazing yeah. superheroes. Yeah. And they very well could have done this so, so fucking well mm-hmm. and done their own kind of like Marvel's like TV series like Loki and shit. Done that on their fucking HBO Max now, go yeah. whatever the fuck they're calling it. Yeah. Like they could have done all this stuff, but it's like, hey, we need some money coming in and this guy is, wants to make a new fucking Batman. All right, cool. We'll option Batman him for three years and then, mm-hmm. you know, when that's done, we'll look at the next guy who wants to try and do Batman and we'll option it to him and... yeah. Oh, this person wants to do Wonder Woman? Okay, cool. Here, here we'll option mm-hmm. it to you. You can do three Wonder Woman movies. And then there's just no continuity. No. There's no forethought. There's no path, no plan. No. It's nope. not until after the fact when, for lack of a better term, like Marvel has raised the bar on what one expects from a fucking massive comic book universe. Totally. And I think that's hitting DC hard in the bank because people like the continuity. They like the, cause it makes them feel like they're involved and they're yeah. inside. If you watch all the Marvel movies, then you go into the next one, you get the little callbacks and shout outs to previous films. And I think it makes a, as a fan, it makes you feel more involved. Like you're part of that universe. Oh, totally. Totally. And DC just, they just don't do that. No, 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 they needed a Kevin Feige from day one and they just never did. So, and now it's biting them in the ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe one day they'll figure their shit out. Maybe, but I have my doubts. They need to do like a whole fucking reboot where they plan for the whole future from the beginning <clears throat> instead of trying to inject their plans halfway through all these lineups they got. Right. And they won't. No. It looks like Stallone is doing TV. I don't think he's done TV before. Wasn't he? Wasn't they remaking a fucking? We talked about this on one of the other podcasts. A TV show that was coming back. That was like a movie. I don't they, know. I don't think it was Stallone though. It was someone else? It was someone else big? And it was like a sh- uh, TV show, and they were or a movie back in the eighties or something, and they were turning it into a show. It was like a military one. I want to think like a Navy officer and now it's becoming a show going to like Paramount or something. And we were like, who the fuck? Jack Reacher? No. Old eighties. It was like an eighties or a nineties movie. And I think it was NBC was turning it into a, 
a show and I think it already got canceled before the fucking season. It had Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. You remember that? No. It'll come to me eventually. Fair enough. But this one actually looks kind of good, especially because it's so the people that make Yellowstone are going to make a mob drama with Sylvester Stallone on the same network. And if you're saying Yellowstone is like this awesome, like Sons of Anarchy type gritty thing, then that with Stallone and a mob drama, sign me up. That sounds all right. Yeah, I'd be into that. So. So, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I think this is cool. I really want to watch Yellowstone now because apparently it sounds like I'm going to really like it. You definitely will like it. You should probably watch it. I probably will. I'm, uh, my latest, like, kind of background binge right now has been True Blood, which I'm almost done. That show's all right. I really, I haven't gone back and rewatched it since I initially watched it, but I thoroughly enjoyed that show. I mean, it, it, the, the first couple seasons are definitely strongest. Um, but I think, how far am I? I am. Almost done season five. And then I think there's two seasons. Oh yeah, so you're coming in close. Yeah. And man, that was definitely an HBO show in like their peak nudity days. I think every episode has got like a massive sex scene. Yeah, all of them do, yep. I was like, <laughs> oh, this full of it. I was like, this this was HBO like fifteen years ago and that's what they were known for is like, hey, here's your TV show with a side of porn. So but it's good. Like it's and I went into that show thinking it was just vampires, and I'm happy that they're like doing a bunch of other weird shit where it's like, hey, here's fairies and witches and fucking werewolves and stuff and shapeshifters. Like I think that's cool that they're doing not just vampires. Yeah, it's it was, yeah. I don't really have a whole lot to comment more on that, but yes, I I completely agree. Yeah, it was super super unique. Yeah, and it's weird to see uh. Bill Skarsgård, like, back in the day on this show, like, now seeing him in, like, movies and stuff. She's like, oh, that's That's, where you started. That's where I love when I, like, see him pop up and stuff, because it's like, oh, yeah, it's... That guy from True Blood. Yeah, but I can't remember his character's name. It was, like, right on the tip of my tongue. Oh, it's not Bill. Yeah, Eric. Not Bill. Bill is the other guy. Yeah, Bill's the other guy. On a semi-unrelated note, did you watch the trailer for, like, that new Nicolas Cage movie? I did. And I I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> really? I am so fucking excited. I think that looks so good. Well, I mean, it's Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. So, like, sure. He's oh, playing it, himself. <laughs> of it course. Looks, oh, it looks so good. I am so fucking excited for that. It looks ridiculous. It's... It, it, Definitely came out of left field. Like, I'm going to watch it because I was, like, intrigued. Because, like, I opened the trailer and I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, this is Nicolas Cage doing what John Malkovich did 10 years ago. <laughs> Playing himself. Yeah, but it looks so fucking good. Yeah. And I and I love fucking Oscar Isaac. So it's like, I'm into yeah. this. I want it right now. Yeah, it looked all right. You got fucking... Mission Impossible stunt. Fucking Tom Cruise apparently is flying the plane upside down and jumping out or something all by himself. Yeah, I saw something about that the other day. Like, the guy just, he's... It's like he wants to die. 
on one of these sets, and he just hasn't yet. Like, I yeah, I don't. <laughs> when I when I saw the like the news story about that, I was like, man, this this fucking guy, like, yeah, Jesus Christ, uh, like, uh, master gotta... and commander, fuck. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, yeah, I... it was driving me nuts, and I had to know what what it was. Yep. Master and commander. That's, that's what right. I was talking about. Yeah. Anyway, Tom Cruise. Yes. Yeah. Fucking nuts. Yeah, and especially because, like, it seems like they're going to keep making these Mission Impossibles because, like, they progressively keep getting better, not worse, which is, like, mm -hmm. a rare thing for a big sequel like this. Like, they all just kind of, like, each new one, you're like, wow, that was, like, really good. Like, mm -hmm. of course I'm going to keep watching these. And a part of that is, like, practical stunts that look amazing on film because they're done by Tom Cruise himself. So it's, like, how many, like, how many stunts can they keep up in the ante on right yeah is like kind of what i'm like what is that man's limit gonna be <laughs> at this point i don't think he has a limit i don't think so either because like yeah but it's just like you read this headline and it's like i knew he was a pilot but it's like for the stunt he's actually like flying an old vintage plane upside down and then diving out and it's like what yeah and he's... no and no one else is in the plane with him which is even more crazy Seems like an insurance nightmare. Yeah, he's next level. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the, there's no way else to put it. Like, yeah. Scientology is obviously fucking keeping that guy because he looks, <laughs> he still looks like young Tom Cruise. Like, that's yeah. the other crazy thing, too. Like, I mean, yes, you can tell that he's aged a bit in his years, but like, yeah. for how old he is and how long he's been doing this, and then you consider like all the, like, the stunts that he does himself, he, doesn't look like he's aged that much. Like, he's got to be in his fucking 60s by now, right? He's 59. Yeah. <laughs> he, does is... not look, he does not look like he's about to turn the big fucking 6-0, man. No, he looks like he's, like, late 30s. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's kind of crazy that he's just... Yeah. Fucking... I don't know. I, I'm all for it, though. Keep putting out Mission Impossibles and keep doing crazier stunts. I'm for it, because I... Yeah. I am also in that camp where every Mission Impossible seems to actually be yeah. genuinely more entertaining and fun than the last one. So, yeah, they I, keep making them. I'll keep watching them. Yeah, and it's like the practical stunts that, like you, you can tell, like barely have any CGI. Like, like that last one when him and fucking Henry Cavill fucking jumped out of that plane in the thunderstorm, and it's like they actually jumped out of a fucking plane. And it's just like shit like that, where it's just like it looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Same with like the vehicle stunts, like how he's like at, like those are what actually like really, really get me going is like, cause there's always vehicle stuff and it's like always him in a car or on a bike and it's always him actually doing it. Like, especially when you see him on like the crotch rocket going down the highways and it's like, it's actually him with no helmet going like fucking 150 kilometers an hour on a crotch rocket weaving fucking beside cars and it's like, you're like, really close to just fucking dying real quick. <laughs> yeah, like a slippery spot or you like you yeah. fucking nick a rock. Like. Yeah, and you're fucking done. And it's like, but it looks amazing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I think those movies are like a prime example of like how like practical stunts like are still very much like good. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. 
How was this Netflix article? I don't remember now. Neither do I. Is this just them announcing a bunch of shit? Do neither of us remember putting this in? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's just a list of uh, stuff that they're. Yeah, Active 81, Vikings Valhalla. Oh, yes, yes. Alice in Borderlands Season 2, All of Us Are Dead, Archive 81, Army of the Dead, Las Vegas, Cuphead Show, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Right. In from the cold. Ooh, lock and key season three. Super pumped for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Magic I don't care about. The Sandman, I'm curious about. The Midnight Club. I wonder if that has anything to do with the game. Midnight Doubtful. Club. Doubtful. Yeah, I doubt it as well. Raising Dawn. I am excited for Resident Evil and the Sandman and Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah. And the new Umbrella Academy. Yeah. And then Vikings Valhalla, meh. Witcher. I still haven't watched the first one, so. Yeah, the new season just came out. Friday and I watched a few episodes of that last night and it is still very good. I'll take your word for it. Game of Thrones was a really hard one for me to eventually fucking work my way into. It's just like the, that old fantasy night stuff. I don't know. It's never really been big to me. True. I think that's all the news we have, which was super late. Oh, we're heading into the holiday season, so. Yeah. So. I say we uh, take a quick break and then go through some of the best shit of the year. Sure. Well. Best of what we've watched this year. I mean, it's been a pretty decent year for television, but it, honestly, like when I look at like what I think is the best stuff I've seen this year, mm-hmm. it's like, huh, oh, maybe there wasn't that much. Yeah. Like, I think there was a decent amount, but it was definitely like. It seemed like limited series were really good this year. Mm-hmm. You know, because like, you know, right off the bat, I think of like Dope Sick, Dr. Death, and Mayor of Easttown. All three of those are limited like 10 episode miniseries and all three of them are like 10 out of 10s so they were all really good like i think and also like hulu is like kind of came out of nowhere this year and it's like hey we actually make really good stuff Mm -hmm. you know because like dope sick and dr death like michael keaton i think has one of his best acting performances in that show yeah which is kind of insane um Given that he's Michael fucking Keaton. Yeah, like, he's no fucking slouch. <laughs> so, yeah, that show was... I, I'm trying to think if I would rank it above Dr. Death, and I think I might. Mm, I really enjoyed it, but I think I like Dr. Death a little bit more. That's true. But I think yeah. that's also because I, w- I watched, like, Crime of the Century and a few other yeah. Oxy-related, like, very well-done documentaries beforehand. Yeah. Like it wasn't as impactful to me right, right. when I saw it. Yeah, I could see not that. Not to take anything away from it. Like it still was amazing. Right. Like it's not immediately on my list, but only because like you had it on yours and I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I wouldn't have seen Crime of the Century and then like saw the show and went like, oh fuck, that's actually happening. 
Like, I probably would have had the reaction we had when we both watched Crime of the Century and was like, this is fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Like, how is this a thing? Um, but yeah. Which, speaking about documentaries, a fucking dissident movie. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think that was one of the best films that, like, most people never even heard of that came yeah. out this year. Yeah, which is, like, just this absolute batshit fucking story where you're just like, fucking what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty fucking crazy, man. And, like, it's even crazier that, like, we pretty much know... Exactly who did it. Yeah, and what fucking took place, and there's just zero repercussions. Yeah. Like, like it's kind of crazy, like, when you watch this documentary and you see, like, the surveillance footage of, like, you know, this dude enters this building and never comes out. Mm-hmm. And then, like, all of a sudden, a few people are taking, like, garbage bags out the back door and then there's a fire down the street. <laughs> yeah, where like, they also coincidentally ordered, like, 10,000 pounds of fucking meat to cook. Yeah, and it's just, like, like, you look at this and it's, like, a case of, like... How is this not, like, this is so on the nose about who did this that is kind of fucking insane. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) hey, this is really weird, you guys. Like, all of the top Saudi fucking Kill Squad members all happened to fucking fly into Budapest at the same time. Yeah. And they all happened to have gone to the consulate. Yeah, and it's super weird that this conference room is just covered in bleach residue. Yeah, like and, it looks like someone way overcleaned. Yeah, and it's really weird that they had this fire with 10,000 pounds of meat. And super weird this guy never left the building. It's just like, fucking what? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, Which, there's uh, no way around. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Speaking of documentaries, I didn't put it on this list, but I did watch it last week. I watched that Brittany uh, Murphy documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, that hu- that husband is sus as fuck. Oh yeah, one hundred. <laughs> like, and if, especially when you get to the end and like, oh yeah, did you know he had a kid? Oh yeah. no, I didn't. And then it's like, oh, hey, mother of his first child. Did you know he actually has a second one? <laughs> what? Yeah. And you yeah. find out like how in debt he was. Yeah. And like when she went to sell all the fucking like million dollar custom diamond jewelry he had made that and all it's of basically his plastic. Fake, yeah. They're like, this is useless. <laughs> this is a paperweight. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think he killed her. Like, obviously, like, no. he, he didn't kill her. No. no. But he also, like, I think he could be held somewhat liable or responsible for her totally. death. Totally. But then like, at the same time, like, it's just, like, what? A, like, he's a straight up con man. Mm-hmm. He was a straight up fucking con man. Yep, totally. Like that is exactly what he was. He just conned his way into this and fucking and milked it until. Yeah, but also like it, the, and maybe it's because sometimes I I just like zoom out my perspective way too fucking far and think of things so simplicity. But like when you see like him and Brittany when they first started dating, like I look at them and I go, "You're Brittany fucking Murphy. Like you're at the top of your game right now." You're like an A-list celebrity. You're just coming off of movies that you've done with Eminem. Mm -hmm. Like, that's winning fucking Oscars and Grammys. Yep. And out of every person with this guy, (laughs) you date this guy? (laughs) Yeah. Like, talk about fucking people who fucking managed to, like, swing out of their fucking league, but, like, 
Like they weren't in the same league. They were like, I think it was Aziz Ansari or fucking, I don't know. It was a famous, famous stand-up comedy who like made a comment about batting out of their league. And someone's like, I'm in the, the joke was like, I'm not like just swinging out of my league here. Like they're playing major league baseball at Yankee stadium. And I work at the fucking oil chain shop down the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's what this situation is. Yeah. Pretty much. But yeah, that was actually a really good documentary. It was. Yeah, it it was. And then, like, kind of like you said, with like at the end of it, where it's like it totally could have just been like some black mold in this old house that killed them. Mm-hmm. And that actually seems like totally like that's actually probably what did it. Yeah, like a pretty viable. Yeah. Yeah, it it was really good. It was a well done documentary. I quite enjoyed it for like a nice two episode kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I always forget Brittany Murphy fucking. Uh, her voice on King of the Hill. I always forget that that's her voice. Yeah, she's Cousin Luann. Yeah. I always forget that. But anyway, I did watch that, but it's not worthy of this list. No. Like, I I put Yellow Jackets on here, because, like, I'm super into it right now. Yeah. I, I, the season hasn't ended yet, yeah. so it might be a little bit of a preemptive list. Yeah. But like, like you, I agree. Dope Sick, Dr. Death, Mare of Easttown, those uh, limited series were fucking unreal. Mm-hmm. I put Yellowstone on there because, like, I mean, it started a while ago. It's just, like, this year's season. But, like, yeah, Yellowstone has been, this season as well has been fucking top-notch. Yeah. I'm excited to get into Yellowstone for sure. And this new fucking Dexter, not reboot, but like revamp. Yeah. It has been phenomenal. Yeah. And it, like, I think I look at Dexter and Yellow Jackets and like, I put a big asterisk like right beside both because it's like, they're both halfway done. So it's mm. like, they could both fuck it up. Yeah. You know? But as of right now. Yeah. As of right now, like they're super good. So. Yeah. And fucking you season three. I mean, that was a banger. Yeah. That was very, very well done. I was very, very happy with that. Like, I I think I've said this before, but, like, that show was way better than it has any fucking right to be. Because at its face value, you think it's, like, it should just be a dumb CW drama. But it's yeah. not. It's totally not. Yeah, it's very, very well done. Uh, succession. I mean, like, honestly, if we're picking, like, the best seasons of the year, like, I I think it would be hard to not have Succession pretty much at the top of that list yeah i think it's on the list regardless but i think this season has been so fucking good yes especially with that season finale that that might be the best thing that has come on tv this year i think i think you're right i think succession is like it i don't know how that show each season gets progressively like way better than the last like it's yeah i i'm very curious how i'm curious how long they keep that show going because it's HBO, like, they're not going to let it go forever. They're obviously, you know, because they're pretty good about that. But mm-hmm. but I'm curious, like, what the wheels on that show look like. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a long wait till we get to the next season to see how they're going to fucking carry on with this. Yeah. But it's... That show is crazy, like, especially because, like, the writing is so insanely good. And all of the, like, actors are, like, insanely good, too. And it's just, like... Yeah, it's crazy. It's... It is phenomenal. Yeah. I put Invincible on my list because that was just like a surprise fucking hit for me. Like, I I, don't know if you watched it. I have not. It's 
really good. I've heard that. I've heard that. It's really for a fucking animated show. Like yeah. I had a few people that are like, yeah, you should check this out. And I was, I looked at it and I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to watch a fucking cartoon. But then you like see the voice work in there. Like John Hamm, JK fucking Simmons, Seth Rogen has some voice work in there. And you like, you actually look at the cast of who voices everyone. And you're like, these are all like, yeah these are legit fucking people and then you watch it and you're thinking it's just going to be like some kind of kiddie superhero movie and like you get to the end of the very first fucking episode and it is fucking violent and graphic as fuck yeah i've heard that and i like i've been meaning to watch it maybe i'll watch it over christmas break because it's like 10 episodes and like i think they're like 20 minutes aren't they yeah they're not very big so you could easily kill that in an afternoon so oh yeah it was it was a surprise hit and whoever like did the music for that knocked it out of the park okay like the scenes where they use fucking certain songs and shit like that like it's just the soundtrack is amazing like every song that's on that show i've either already had in my music library or i added because of that show it was just like this is so good and it's so like very well timed and fitting for the scene that it's playing over and like i've said it a bajillion times when we've talked about this that like proper music and proper score in a film makes a world of a difference and mm-hmm. like this for a cartoon they fucking knocked it out of the park one of Nailed the it. one of the best season soundtracks i've ever fucking had the joy of listening to i've been meaning to watch it and like maybe i'll just knock that out one afternoon on on christmas break here because it's could be easily done so it's it's good it's really really fucking good to bump that up the queue I threw WandaVision and Loki on there. I put Loki on there. WandaVision, I don't know. I was just going to put initial like Marvel TV shows to like blanket cover, Falcon, (laughs) Loki, Hawkeye, all that shit. Because they've all been good in their own right. I think out of all four of them, though, Loki has been the most interesting one personally. Yeah, and I think that's because like they play... Like they're that's kind of when they started to introduce like the multiverse, right? So Mm -hmm. you're kind of getting that like, oh, okay, so this is where they're going. Like it's... The other ones were just kind of like, hey, here's the story, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah, I, like I think the blanket Marvel TV shows, I think it's probably. Yeah, I, they've, uh, they've honestly, all of them have been very well done in their own right. And they link the show and give you a like, because, you know, like I'm sure you're just like me and like sometimes when you like watch a movie or something, sometimes you're like, I wonder what they're doing now. Yeah. And this kind of like does that for you. It's like, yeah. oh, you want to know what happened to them or what they're doing now? here's a fucking six to eight episode little series and I'll tell you exactly what they're doing right now. Yeah. And I really like that. Like it, mm-hmm. it not only does it supplement and connect things, but it also kind of gives you a nice like, hey, if you wanted to know more about this character and what's going on, like kind of like a little background insight to the fucking characters. And I really, I really enjoy it. Yeah. And I think it's super smart that they're able to do, like they can do all of this in the TV shows so that they don't have to do a movie about it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so they're kind of doing it like really smart where they're like, okay, we don't need a Captain America, um, you know, like origin of, you know, Falcon. Let's just give him a TV show yeah. and just kind of do that. And then that way he can just pop up as Captain America in a movie and we don't have to explain why. Yeah. You know, so you it's save a bunch of runtime when you go into the movies because the characters are already pre-set up. Yeah. So like you can do some of that setup and not have to do, Hey, here's another origin movie and stuff like that. No, so yeah but yeah they've all been solid it's like even the ones that like 
I've been like kind of man on. Like I still enjoyed watching them, so it's like so like none of them are bad, right? Mm-hmm. So we both have for all mankind on here. Yeah, I love that show so much. Yeah, it was a it was a pleasant fucking surprise show that I never thought I'd get into or watch, and yeah, I was quite happy with it. Yeah, and especially like this last season, like when they really started to ramp up the tension, where it was like, yeah, we got M fours on the moon now, and it's just mm-hmm. like like they ramped it up like two were like it's and it's the, I found the tension of that was super good because you're in zero G so it's it happens slow but fast at the same time yeah like when fucking they initially accidentally shoot that Russian which kind of kicks off like the Russians invading like that whole scene of like you just see them walking towards like the window and they're like what are they doing and then it's like oh they're gonna bleed out all the air into your base <laughs> yeah (laughs) yeah they're gonna invade your whole fucking station so it's like yeah yeah and then that like whole scene with what's his nuts and his wife and like cover themselves in duct tape to save everybody else and yeah i watched a video on that after and that would actually totally work apparently like that would have worked not to the extent that they did it because it's tv but like i watched there's a guy and it's like I forget what the channel is, but like he does like kind of stuff like that of like, hey, is what they did in space on this TV show, could that actually happen in real life? And he like busts out the science. And apparently he was like, yeah, that that actually like the theory behind that is like solid enough that it wouldn't work to the extent the TV show did it. But like it would buy you a little bit of time. Yeah. And like it was like, okay, that's cool that they actually like thought about stuff like that. So it's Mm -hmm. and yeah, that that whole like how they do character arcs in that show and like how they ended those two was like perfect. So the, the, the little subtle nods to real life versus the fiction they created, like how they blended the worlds. That's really what like got me into it. Yeah. Like, like I know about the atomic bomb and the space race and stuff like little bits and pieces that I like vaguely remember from school and like that kind of stuff. But like, watching the show it's like oh Werner von Braun like that's a real person and yep. he really was a Nazi and he really mm-hmm. was in charge of the space race and yep. he really was outcasted because he really did hang people who were building rockets too slow in front of the rocket factory yep. like how they take like yes this is absolute real this is this is fucking fact uh, yeah. and then, then they, they just blend it into yeah. their fictional world it's yeah. very well done yeah they like do that subtle like history twist where they're like hey this mm-hmm. is like here's everything that happened in real life and then what if we just said it kind of resulted in this right yeah. and it's it's super smart and it's i'm i'm really excited where they're gonna go with season three especially because they're like it seems like they're going to other planets and stuff and it seems like yeah. it's just gonna it's gonna kick off like another space race kind of thing yes yeah. it's, it, it's so good yeah very very well done yeah it's really good Well, and then, like, obviously, you know how I feel about Lock and Key. Yeah, I've been meaning. I have, I have that in the PDR, and I really want to check it's that just, out. It's just so fun. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it there. If you want a fun fucking show, the second season was was phenomenal. Right, I feel like they upped their special effects, and like the story arcs were really fucking good, and all around, it was just a really fun time to watch. Yeah. I didn't realize it until I was on my way to work, but the new season of Hannah dropped. And that fucking is one of the best shows that Prime does. Really? I've oh, never seen man. it. You've never seen Hannah? There's three no. seasons deep now, man. Should I hop on the Hannah train is what I'm hearing? Yeah, man. If you like, like, did you watch Treadstone? 
You know, you never watched Treadstone either. No, is that another Amazon one? Yeah. Is this a case of Amazon just not letting us know that they have shows again? Yes. Yes. Poor fucking marketing. One hundred and ten percent. I had like. Okay, I, so you enjoy Jack Ryan. Oh hell yeah. Okay, so Treadstone is like the same fucking thing, except it's like Treadstone is in Born Identity right. Treadstone. Okay. So they do a series called Treadstone, which is like leading up to the Treadstone project. Oh shit, okay. And it's very action-packed, political, suspenseful, just huh. like Jack Ryan. I'm gonna have to check that out. <laughs> and then they have fucking um, Hannah. Which right. Is like, I don't know if you ever watched the Hannah movie back in the day. Uh, I think so. But very much in terms of like political action, James Bond meets fucking Born Identity kind of stuff, but with a female protagonist. It says here Treadstone only got one season. Yeah. Very disappointing. It was a very, very good season, though. Does it end on like a cliffhanger that they can never resol- resolve? Um, no, I don't think so. Hmm. Right. It kind of ends on a note where you're like, oh, okay, like the born, the born identity world kind of makes a little more sense. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure there was a cliffhanger, but it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, well, that would have been great to see where this went, but it didn't. It is okay. Right. But it was a great standalone, but Hannah. Hannah is fucking amazing. And that dude actually from For All Mankind that we like, Joel Kinnerman. Yeah. He is in the first two seasons. Oh, first really? season for sure. First season for sure. I can't remember if he's in the second season as well. Oh, interesting. All right. But it's it's really, really good. I oh. this this new season of Hannah, I watched all eight episodes in one sitting. Apparently that's the last season. I don't know very possible they ended it on a note where it's like they could just kind of fade off into the sunset and live their lives but at the same time i'm hoping they do another one because it's amazing like amazon does do some fantastic fucking shows but you just never hear about them yeah because they don't let anyone know that they exist yeah but hannah is definitely one of my favorite shows that's come out like in the last five years it's (laughs) one of the best ones that prime puts out and this last season is definitely that's why it's on my list. I think this past season three of Hannah is one of the best seasons of television this year. Interesting. I will have to add that to the list. I threw heels on mine. Is that show? I fucking love that show. I know you're not on on it, but yeah, it just hasn't hasn't done it for me. I think it's one of those shows that like, I don't think it's got a middle ground. I think you're either into it or you're not. And there. I don't know. Like, I just went into it, like, kind of blind because I like Stephen Amell. And I was like, and I think the, like, world of wrestling is fascinating, but I don't watch wrestling, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Yeah. And it was just, I don't know, the way they did it, I just, I was hooked. Like, I binged it in, like, three days straight and was just like, that. I want more of this, like, now. Yeah. And, like, they also have some ridiculously fucking hilarious scenes that is, like, without context like yeah it's it's good I, I i love it i think if you are kind of fascinated with the wrestling world you should check it out but um, and maybe at some point when like i clear up the rest of my queue i'll go back and try and watch the right. rest but but the first two didn't really fucking that's fair pull me in hard that's fair uh, Mythic Quest was another one I really enjoyed. I still haven't gotten into that. I've watched a few episodes, but it, 
I don't know. It didn't really like. I was. In... It's not for everyone. Like I like I got a few of my friends to watch it who are like big gamers and stuff. And they were like, yeah, I didn't really find it that funny. I loved every aspect of it. I love the behind the game scenes. Yeah. I love how they actually use like real in-game engine footage for some of their stuff. And yeah. I just love Rob McElhenney. Yeah, true. And everything that he does, really. So like his humor and the jokes and I thought it was fantastic. So I can't wait for another season of that. Yeah. Speaking of Rob, fucking the new season of Sunny has started, Arian. Right. And they're doing it untraditionally. Like normally you get a new episode every week. Okay. So what are they every doing? We every Wednesday they drop two episodes. How interesting. And they're doing that until the end of December when like the season fucking ends. Okay. And it's, oh man, if you like It's Always Sunny, it's still fucking top notch. It's like, it's like South Park where like they never just, like it never gets old and tired. Like they're always on top of shit. And every yeah. episode they do, they do things where you're like, holy fuck did they just say that like it, it's yeah. along with south park it's one of the shows where like i'm constantly like i don't want them to ever get canceled but yeah. with cancel culture being such a big thing like i can't even believe no one says shit and i think it's i, th I think it's always sunny in south park is a rare case or the networks give those shows complete freedom and the creators go, we do not give a shit who we piss off or who we offend we think this is funny and we're doing it well, and either that's, like it or you don't, and we don't care. <laughs> that's the only way they'd be able to go about it, because, I mean, there's yeah. only, I think there's six now. Four, no, six episodes are out now. But, like, every every episode so far, they tackle stuff in a way where, like, the last couple they fucking bring on, like, it kind of takes jabs at COVID, yeah. and, like, COVID protocols and that kind yeah. of shit, and then in one episode, they they take on, like, Not My America the fucking phony presidency election oh, fraud right. and in another sure. episode they bring on cancel culture where they're like oh you can't say that you'll get canceled and it's like fuck that i'm gonna say it anyway yeah like yeah. it's just been so good i think it's like the creators of those shows like i think the like creators of south park have said this where they're just like we don't care <laughs> we don't care <laughs> which i think is like why they do that is because they're like whatever we're gonna keep doing this and who cares mm-hmm which I think is is rarer nowadays to have people that just go like, we are unabashedly doing this and we're not going to apologize for shit. Yeah. <laughs> so. I threw, I kind of lumped these two shows together. They're Netflix shows. Sex Education and Atypical. There's nothing like spectacular about these shows, but they're like really good, like feel good shows. Like if that makes any sense. Kind of like almost like Modern Family. Like uh, comedy, yeah. like comedy feel good shows. But they're done by Netflix, so like they're only ten episodes and they're limited. But like they're just solid. They could, like they got a lot of heart. You get some laughs. You get some feels. And, like overall, they're just like super well done. So hmm. never watched either though, so I'll have to take your word on it. Yeah, they're solid. They're like nice little kind of feel good shows. And then I dropped like I have a few honorable mentions that like were like I just wanted to shout out. And a few of these weren't this year, like zero zero zero, the show that we yeah. both watched. Like that didn't come out this year, but it was super good. Yeah, like very like can't believe no one talks about it more. Yeah, like another case of like, hey, Amazon's got this really good show that absolutely no one knows about. Yep. You know, and then like the Mosquito Coast on Apple. I think that was yep. a couple of years ago, and like that one I actually really liked. 
same with the Vinny and Jacob. Like those were both like yeah, they're both on my list, but I haven't actually watched either of them. Yeah. And then I li- I liked Bridgerton way more than I should admit, but yeah, that'll never be up my alley. <laughs> Fair enough. Although I will be honest with you, I just binged almost all of Downton Abbey. What? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, that shit. <laughs> I was like, what? who replaced Tyler? Yeah, nobody. <laughs> it's like for a second I was like, wait, did Lindsay like suck you into watching this for some reason? No, so but she's she, like the only. She does watch all that shit. She loves that like it British royal drama stuff. Oh yes. Oh, so remember last episode how like I got halfway through Spencer? Yep. Well, I actually finished it. Uh, I have no plans on ever watching it, but don't. Lindsay really wants to see it, so I'm sure at some point she'll watch it. Um, the girl who plays uh, why am I totally blanking on her fucking name right now? Kristen Stewart. Yes, she is amazing in it. I will say that. Like, her portrayal is like top notch, but the movie's kind of shit. <laughs> All right. Then. <laughs> And then I also threw in uh, Warrior and Jet, like those two uh, showcase or showtime. Yeah. yeah, I watched the first season of Warrior. I haven't gotten around to the second though. I I fell in love with that show so hard. Like it's it was kind of like oh shit, what's that one we always talk about that no one ever watched? Banshee. Yes, like they're very much in the vein of Banshee, and it's like shows like that. Well, it's the same creators. Yeah, so it's like totally that, and it's like it's got some s- of the same characters. Yep, totally. Or actors, I should say, mm-hmm. not characters. They're different characters. But. Yep. Yeah, I really enjoyed the first season, and then it just took so long for the second that I just haven't actually sat down and watched it. It's good. Both of them were very good, and Jet was like same thing. It was like one season. Like kind of in the vein of Banshee, where I was like, "Oh, hey, this is surprisingly like really good." So, oh, that's not about Joan Jet. No, oh, it's um about like a thief. It's like very much like Banshee of like a thief, like trying to get back into that world and get out of that world kind of thing. Hmm. It's really good. Interesting. Well, maybe I'll have to look at the trailer for that one. Yeah. Not. Big year for movies. No, not really. There are a couple ones that I thought were outstanding this past year, but but nothing that like blew me away. Like we both have Bond on our list. Yeah, <clears throat> which I think was it was a phenomenal phenomenal Bond. Yeah, I mean, despite the fact that the true Bond is Pierce Brosnan, but like Daniel Craig did a decent job. Yeah, and I think like what I love most about that Bond is how they ended his character. Yeah. Like, they didn't do the, like, typical, like, bond of, like, oh, yeah, he's just off into the sunset, and there'll be another bond one day. Like, they actually concluded his character in, like, a super satisfying way that made sense of, like, spoiler for the new bond, he totally dies. And it's, like, they totally play into the fact of, like, he wants a family, but he knows, like, he can't because they're just gonna get fucked up. Yeah. So it's, like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it was a very good ending. I'm I'm yeah. super more like I'm more so curious about who's gonna pick up the mantle next. Yeah, me too. And I know everyone's gonna scream fucking oh, sexism, oh, male patriarchy, but like I don't want to see a female bond. <laughs> well, they, I have no problem with female double O agents and being main characters. Like I would love 
nothing more than to see like Anna Diarmas join MI6 mm-hmm. and become like a partner to the new Bond. That would yeah. be great because her mm-hmm. character was phenomenal. Yeah. But I don't want to see like James Bond, according to the books, according to everything. Like, I'm just not ready for them to do a female reboot of that. And it has nothing to do with like all the stuff people accuse, you know, men yeah. of thinking when they go, no, I don't want a female Bond. Like, it's, it's literally like James Bond, like, it's just wouldn't a- remake the Lord of the Rings and turn fucking Gandalf into a fucking woman. Like, you just yeah. don't do that. Yeah. I should have thrown it in the article section, but the, uh, like, the, the people who run the Bond company, Beyond Productions, they came out and said, like, in a press release, they were like, the next Bond will be a dude from Britain. Like, a British dude, like he's always been. They were like, we just don't know who. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they straight up came out and was like, that's, that's never changing. Well, good. Which, like, makes sense, because that's the character, right? Yeah. So. But, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I would love, because, like, Anna Arms in that new Bond movie... Like, she was in it way less than she should have been. I wanted yeah. way more of her character. Yeah, she should have had a way bigger role. Because, like, after that scene, like, when she was like, all right, maybe we'll see each other later. And he was like, yeah, maybe. And I was like, wait, is that, is that all we're getting of her? I want I want more. Like, she was phenomenal. So, yeah, that was kind of disappointing. I yeah. definitely would have liked to have seen more of her character as well. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Dune was on the list. That was a good one this year. Yeah, Dune was Dune was good. I had a few issues with it, but like I think that's because they're doing two parts. I felt they kind of is it three? Oh, there's a three part. Oh, there's three books. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's just like cool. So how long do I have to wait for fucking part two? Yeah, and I think that was like my complaints with Dune Part One was like it felt like they were holding just a bit too much back knowing that they're going to do a part two. Yeah. But like overall, like I thought the movie was good. Like it looked phenomenal. Like that dude, his movies never look bad. The cinematography is always top notch. Yeah. It was very well done. I was very happy. A great, great theater experience. Yes. Suicide Squad. Yeah. That was also really good. I was really happy because, well, you know, obviously the first Suicide Squad was kind of a letdown and kind of a bit of a yoke. That was a really nice way of saying it's trash. Yeah. But this one was very well done. Very good. And I loved how like, I don't know. I love when I go to a movie and like you see the trailers and you're expecting to see these actors portraying these characters and then they like, and then James Gunn kills them all off in 10 minutes. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. I think that, uh, that movie was a perfect case of it knew exactly what it was and what it needed to be and how outlandish it needed to be. And it just Mm -hmm. like played into that. If you know what I mean? Right, yeah. like it knew it, it wasn't a super serious superhero movie. He was like, "This is a movie about a ragtag bunch of assholes that get sent on suicide, like suicide missions, and somehow make it back, and a bunch of them don't." You know, mm-hmm. it's like they played into like how dumb that premise is, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was very well done. Yeah. Fucking. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I was gonna say, and then obviously both of us we uh, thoroughly enjoyed Nobody. That movie came out of nowhere and was like super awesome. Yeah, it was really good. I really hope that they actually like kind of turn that into a franchise. Me too, because like I like it was like John Wick. Like it was like when the first John Wick came out, when you're like, oh my god, this is like quietly an amazing action movie that has like way better fight scenes than you're expecting, and like way yeah. better choreography, right? Yeah, it was it was it was really good, and like Bob Odenkirk is just 
He's yeah. a fucking champ. Yeah. Like that. He, he played that like, I'm a loser. I don't like to do this. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh shit, this guy's like legit, which I mean, can be a little cliche because I mean, movies have done that before, right? Like that's kind of like the whole Jack Reacher thing, right? Is people come across him and he just seems like an ordinary dude, but he's actually, but like he really played into the like, mm-hmm. I'm a boring accountant. I'm a no, but like he, hence the title like i am a nobody like he really went full bore i'm a nobody yeah and then it turns out he's just been like an unactive spy (laughs) yeah like a fucking deadly machine like that whole that like that bus action scene where like he's getting tossed out of the bus windows like numerous times and like just like Mm -hmm. they did what the uh john wick movies did is like they showed like how fucked up you get doing this right you know, like you see him go at the bus window and like hit the ground and he's like slowly getting up because he's like, that fucking hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like how they blend the action with the realism. Like I yeah. love the John Wick movies, but like some of the action scenes, you're like, yeah, hey, totally. this is a great action scene, but like there's no way that this would ever play out like this in real yeah. life. Whereas like with nobody, when they do the action scenes, you're like, yeah. This like, is how even it would if be. you are like a top rated fucking ninja killer. Like, this is probably actually how it would go. Yep. It's, it's you would like, fucking get gassed out, you'd start losing your breath, and you'd be limping a little because your body's fucking sore. And Yep. Yeah, they did a really good job with that. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. Like, I think the first John Wick did a really good job of that, and then I think as they, like, the second and third one went on, they kind of got away from that. Yeah. But yeah, nobody was fucking great. I didn't have Wrath of Man on my list, but you did. And I agree, that movie was actually really good. It was just... It, it was the last... Uh, not the last Statham movie that he's done, but it's the last Statham movie that I've seen that I thought was good. Yeah, that's fair. Like He's done really good movies in the past, but then he's gone on and he's done some other movies that like I just didn't really care for. But this was like a really nice, suspenseful kind of thriller mystery with some like decent action and Mm -hmm. and shooting scenes and stuff like that and i just i really really enjoyed how they did the story because at first you're like who is this guy right and you don't it's not like you get to know everything about the character right off the beginning you have to like get into it and follow the character and then they give you little bits and pieces of his past until you get near the end where you find out this is why he's all doing it like i just i really like the way that they progressed that story and how they told that story yeah it's a very much because it's very much Guy Ritchie doing Guy Ritchie, right? Yeah. It's like his version of like slowly peeling the layers off of the story. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, that's mm-hmm. how it goes, right? Like it all kind of ties together from this complicated kind of web of things, right? So it's. Yeah. Yeah. I, I debated putting Fear Street on my list, but in the end, I didn't like the last part of that trilogy. That's fair. And I think I liked those movies a lot more than you did, so. Well, they were fun and they were enjoyable, but the first one was like, okay, this is not bad. I kind of like this. And then the second one was kind of fun because I always love it when they do that campy shit. Mm -hmm. But then the third one when it was like witches and like the 1800s and like that's when it kind of lost me and then it became a little too fucking corny and predictable and. That's fair. It was a fun watch, but I like, I personally don't think it was in the top of like any of the lists for like, Oh, this was like some of the best movies I've watched this year. It was like, yeah, I mean, it was fucking fun. If you watch the whole trilogy. Yeah. That's fair for me personally. That's fair. I enjoyed them just cause I don't know. There's just something about them. I just really liked. 
So yeah, fair enough. And I never actually watched Tomorrow War, so I can't add it to my list because I've never seen it. Yeah, I debated not putting this one on here because it's it's basically just a straight up real good dumb action movie from Amazon. That's all it is. But it knows what that that's what it is, and it does it very well. Like there's it's very much like a dumb eighties action movie. But there's so few of those lately that like when there's a good one, I really enjoy it. So I threw it on just because of that. It's just dumb fun. Oh, makes sense. So well, the last one on my list is Spider-Man because I just saw it last night. It yeah. was a phenomenal Marvel movie. Yeah. Phenomenal. Ex- it I'm was ex- incredibly well written, incredibly well put together, and how they link all these other fucking like and they no one they didn't need to address anything from like, you know, the first three Toby Spider-Mans or the second two Andrew Garfield, right? Like this was a new Spider-Man and they could have just left it at that. Yep. But like it was super fucking I think classy of them to acknowledge the other fucking Spider-Mans and like I don't think I'm spoiling anything because I no. think at this point it's all been revealed like who's in the fucking film. Yeah like in the trailers like it shows all the villains from those movies right? So. Yeah and so to like see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield alongside Tom Holland all wearing Spider-Man suits like it was it was fucking really cool to see. Yeah. And like yeah. their explanations of like they talk and they talk about how their timelines are different and like how they ended up where they are and the only thing I didn't like I didn't like was so the way they do the whole movie is they have it as there's four timelines. There's the Tobey Maguire spider timeline. That's one timeline, one universe. And then Andrew Garfield is one timeline, one universe. Tom Holland, that's another timeline and another universe. Okay. There's a fourth timeline and a fourth universe. Do you know who's that fourth timeline universe is? Uh, are, they, are they pulling the Spider-Verse movie into it? Nope. I have no idea. Venom. The new Venom movies. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know this until watching this movie. I just assumed that Tom Hardy's Venom was in the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. Because they make mention of the Avengers and shit like that in the Venom movies. Yeah. So I assumed that Tom Holland's Spider-Man and Tom Hardy's Venom were part of the same. They were all part of this Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Timeline 3. In actuality, Venom and Tom Hardy's Venom is from a different universe and a different timeline. Oh, weird. Yeah, which I did not fucking like. Mm. I did not like that part. Weird. Because, I mean, like, I'm sure i'm not alone in this but when the fucking venom movies came out my thought was sweet maybe one day we'll get a tom holland spider-man versus tom hardy venom spider-man versus venom that would be super sweet not to say that that is option is completely off the table but less likely when they're from different fucking universes and different timelines yeah that's fair that i didn't overly fucking care for Mm. i'm curious didn't really like they weren't in the movie so oh, fair enough yeah mix said check that out to be honest i like until you mentioned it that you were going to it last night i totally forgot that it came out this weekend for some reason i was thinking it was later but no it just came out on like thursday 
we'll have to check that out on vacation. But I mean, other than that, it was a very, very well done fucking Marvel movie. It's arguably one of the best, if not the best Spider movie they've ever made. No, I can see that, especially if they're tying it all in to all the other yeah. previous ones. Like, of course. Great links to like past and present and like it was full of like some really like serious, like heartbreaking kind of moments, but it also had lots of really funny moments, but it wasn't like, like, you know how sometimes you watch like the older, like like Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man movies, sometimes they would crack jokes and like, you could like, you're like, Oh, you roll your eyes. Cause you're like, that's lame and cheesy. Mm-hmm. But the 10 year old kids in the audience laugh because it's hilarious. Yeah. This one actually like it had jokes that like everyone enjoyed. Right. Which I kind of like, like humor yep. that's genuinely for everybody. Yeah. Well, I think those Tom Holland Spider-Mans have been good about that is like most of the humor is like pretty well written. Like, so. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I'd put it near the top of like out of all the Marvel movies I've seen, I'd put it near the top. Yeah. I'd, I'd still think Thor Ragnarok is probably still the my very favorite fucking Marvel movie. That's fair. That's fair. A lot of people like that Ragnarok movie. And Taika Waititi is just the fucking man. <laughs> And yeah. when he voices Korg, yeah, like my favorite fucking scene from that whole movie is when fucking Loki disappears or whatever, and then Korg comes out of nowhere and like kicks the wall, and he's like, "Piss off, ghost!" <laughs> yeah, like, that's just it's, that's one of my favorite Marvel moments of all time. Yeah, he does that character like because it's like the dry sense of humor from that like rock character that like it plays really well. Yeah, it was super well done. I'd yeah. say that's probably my favorite Marvel movie of all time so far. I think mine is Endgame. I just love how they ended that whole thing. Yeah, it was very nicely well done, and it's definitely at the top of my list. But I think I had more fun and more laughs watching Ragnarok than any of the other ones. That's fair. I think Ragnarok also did a really good job of like bringing Thor back up from the gutters. Because mm-hmm. I think after... like. Like, I really like the first Thor movie, but, like, the second Thor movie, I think, is universally people are like, eh. Yeah, Dark World or whatever. Uh, yeah, and so I think a lot of people were, like, a little bit sour on Thor, on Thor and then, like, he kind of brought it back and was like, hey, we can actually do something good and fresh with this character. Well, so. I mean, I think you can sum, I think I could sum up why Thor Ragnarok is the best Marvel movie of all time in three fucking words. Jeff fucking Goldblum. Oh, really? Because he was my least favorite part of that movie. Jeff Goldblum is iconic. Anything and everything Jeff Goldblum is in is a fucking win. Fair enough. That's why the recent Jurassic Parks have not been that good. There's no Jeff Goldblum. I like the recent Jurassic Parks. Yeah, they're okay, but there's no Jeff Goldblum. That's like instantly losing points. Fair enough. But I'm pretty sure, maybe maybe I'm mistaken, maybe I misread or I'm just imagining this in my head based on, a, like, I really wish this would happen. But I could have swore, like, Goldblum and Helen Hunt and, like, all those people are coming back for the new one. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're all coming back for the new one. And then that'll probably be one of the best Jurassic Park ones. Yeah, well, I think it would the, have to be. I think the new one, I think they're playing into, like, straight up, like, you know, dinosaurs are not in the parks anymore. They are in cities, and we are kind of having a bad time. I mean, I'm into it. So, I'll watch it. I like the Jurassic Park movies as a whole, so I mean, I'll keep watching them. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, those are pretty much, that's all the movies and TV shows that I thought were the fucking best of this year so far. Yeah. 
I'm really excited to check out Yellowstone. I might actually give a few episodes of that a shout tonight, because your description of like, yo, this is Sons of Anarchy, but just with like Western cowboys kind of like has me like 1000% excited. People hate it when I make that comparison, and I don't know why. Yeah, like, to me, that just, like, as soon as you said that, I was like, sign me up. Like, I love Sons of Anarchy, I love that, like, gritty, dark crime drama, and if you're saying it's that, but Kevin Costner and Cowboys, sign me the fuck up. I love Westerns. I find that's the best way to fucking describe it, because these guys are not ranchers. They're fucking, they're straight up thugs. They're fucking gangsters and thugs. Yeah. And there's no shortage of fucking death and violence. Yeah. And there's it's just like in Sons of Anarchy, they're super nonchalant. It's like, oh, this guy's causing us problem? Alright, fucking kill him. Throw his mm-hmm. body off the side of the cliff into the fucking valley and let the wolves yeah. get it. Yeah. And it's Yellowstone is crazy because it seems like everyone I know, regardless of age, is watching it. Like I'm pretty sure my parents have been binging it over the last couple of months because like multiple times throughout the week I go upstairs and like they're watching it and I'm like is everyone just watching Yellowstone and is everyone just really liking it? I think so, man. Like my parents watch it. Yeah. Like, I think it's like a rare like, case of like, everyone is watching this show. Like they watch it religiously. Like, Oh, Sunday's new Yellowstone. Cool. I'm going to sit down and fucking ax off from some time to watch the new Yellowstone on Sundays. Like they're right into it. And, and it, like guys I work with that don't typically watch TV. Like if you're like, Oh, this is a good show or, Oh, I'm watching this. They're like, Oh, I've never heard it. Like they have no idea about TV. Cause they, yeah. I don't know, do stuff other and don't give a fuck about TV. But even those guys are like, oh man, I watched Yellowstone. That's really good. Yeah. And like, that's like my parents, like my parents very rarely ever watch like a dedicated TV show. And like, I see them watching this all the time. And it's like, and that explains like, we always see the articles about Yellowstone of like, oh, they're, they're renewing Yellowstone and they're doing like a prequel and then like a spinoff. And we were always like talking about ourselves. Like, is this quietly like really good? And then turns out you watched it and you're like, yeah, no, totally. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it now. Like I was holding off for a long time. Three seasons had three full seasons yeah. had come out, and on three quarters of the fourth season was out before yeah. I started watching it. Yeah, totally. And I crushed all of it. Yeah, all I, of it. I, I think I just needed like you to basically like bite the bullet and like watch it first, and then let me know that it's really good, so that now I can just like go right into it. Yeah, I think I I'm one hundred percent confident. Like sometimes I'll recommend shows. I'm like, this yeah. is a good show. I'm pretty sure you'll like it. You might be into it. This is one that I have 100% faith that if you start watching it, you'll be into it. Yeah. Like me, me and you have gotten to the point where it's like, we're, we're pretty sure we know when one of us is going to like something. And we're pretty sure when one of us is going to be like, you might like this. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Like, give the first two episodes a try. And if it, you don't like it, stop. Right. Yeah. You know, like, like that was like with heels. I was like, okay, you're either going to like this or you're not, but give it a shot. Yeah, but you knew it could have gone either way. Yeah. Yeah. Versus like Yellow Jackets, like I think we both, like you texted me like Yellow Jackets, check it out. And I was like already binged it. Yeah. Like we kind of know when one of us is going to like a show. So it's, yeah. Yeah, you'll like this one. I'm I'm positive of that. I'm actually really excited to start it now because it's, should I ditch True Blood? Start watching Yellowstone? (laughs) <laughs> you do you i personally if i'm that deep into a show i i personally like ocd makes me stop like finish the show before i yeah True Blood you can is, like bounce back and forth you don't have to like not yeah. take on another show until you finish another one like true blood has been what i've been watching as i play video games like it's been the second screen tv show and i think it's perfect for that 
Yeah, I think with Yellowstone, that's something you're going to want to pay a little more attention yeah. to. I think Yellowstone will be my new like couch show where it's like, this needs my full attention, whereas like, yeah. True Blood is like, I'm playing Satisfactory and I'm building this factory and I'm just going to toss this on a second monitor and pay attention while I do laundry and other stuff. Yeah. And it seems like the perfect show for that because yeah. there's definitely some dumb bullshit in True Blood where I'm just like, eh, that's real dumb. But a lot of it is real cool. <laughs> Yeah, for so. sure. Man. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I got. Yeah, I think that's about it. Last episode of the year. Mm-hmm. Be into January before we fucking reconvene. It is true. It is true. There's some good stuff coming out this month, I think. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Kingsman comes out this same month. Matrix comes out. Mm-hmm. Huh. We didn't have it in the news feed, but I thought it was interesting to note that uh, The Matrix is the very last movie that uh, Warner Brothers is going to day and date. Oh. Come January, all of uh, Warner Brothers media stuff is going back to like theaters and then onto the streaming services. Oh. Ma- the new Matrix movie is the very last day and date Warner HBO movie to come out. Okay. Both at the same time. And then are they doing? Because it seems like right now most are doing like forty-five days or something. Yeah, I think I just saw that Universal has made their window forty days. Yeah. After a release, before it goes online. Yeah, I think most of them are now like like I think Disney is forty-five. I think. Yeah. Yeah, something to that effect. So I think it's right around that month. So it's like a month ish later you get it at home. That's not mm-hmm. terrible. No. That seems like I, an I think all like right a middle three ground. week window would be nice for me. I think that would be ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they're going to show me fucking half an hour of adverts before I fucking watch a movie. Yeah. Well, it's weird now. Like I've gotten to the point where like if I know something so like most of the like with the exception of Spider-Man, like I'm going to go see Spider-Man in theaters, like Shang-Chi and like the Eternals, like when those were coming out, I was like I could go to the theater and watch those, but that, like I've been like, or I could just wait forty like a month until I it hits Disney Plus, and that's when I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, that's fair. So that's like, what I did with the. I, I still haven't seen Eternals, but like I'm waiting to be able to watch it at home because I wasn't rushing to the theaters for that. Yeah, like the whole like day and date thing has really kind of made me like almost prioritize theater experiences where it's like, eh, is that worth my time to like drive in a Red Deer? Like, cause I mean, you live closer to the theater in Red Deer than I do, right? But it's mm-hmm. like, you're still going out and it's like a 20 minute drive there and 20 minute drive back. And, yeah. You know, There's so still a little bit of a process to it. But. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Decent year overall. Yeah, I agree. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess on that note, we'll uh, end her off for the year. Yeah. We'll see everyone in 2022. Yes. Later. Later.